Underwood. Thin Ice! <laughs> to smoke some weed and shut up. My god. Oh, there it is. Boom! Yes! Fade out's a little quicker than I'd like it to be. Uh, all right, episode 167. I gave an all right because last time I didn't give an all right and there were some comments, you know. I'm not going to say that my impact on this uh, this podcast, Earth, our podcast, Earth, is similar to the effect of Matthew McConaughey on his profession, but close enough, uh, the all right thing. Anyway, swinging a miss on that reference. Uh, we have a new introduction video, so you hear a different, little bit different music if you're listening to the podcast version of this. Uh, it's a little bit longer. There's a couple clips in there, obviously, as you saw. Uh, beware of the blinking lights in the first 10 seconds. Sorry, it's actually really the first, like, 25 seconds. So. I think we need an epilepsy warning on that. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Not something I thought about, but, right. uh, you know. Maybe next time. Probably not, but maybe, uh, yeah. no doubt. Um, yeah, so we're uh, fashionably late, like usual. If we weren't late, you guys would wonder what was going on. So, Good point. Yeah, but uh, we're back. Illinois uh, is playing some basketball right now over in Spain, so we got that to talk about. Um, Big Ten's kind of changing up, or going to change. And you guys wanted some 2024 class updates, so we got a few quick one of the quick uh, updates for you on who's looking to come to Illinois. Maybe, uh, not that we know anything special, but there we go. Well, you know, and, and you don't want to get the hopes up and you don't want to, uh, you know, like the Merez Johnson thing, AKA I'm pretty confident that he's going to come to Illinois, but you don't want to get the hopes up too high. Yeah. We, we, we'd hate to get, you know, Illinois fans hyped up for somebody and then, you know, see what that's happens. certainly never happened, right? Yeah, right, right. exactly. Uh, but um, this first thing you got here, I mean, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, they uh, who college basketball report put out that uh, Underwood was the number nine best dressed coach in college basketball. So I just thought that was interesting. You know, it, it's kind of changed, COVID kind of has changed everything on what guys wear. Underwood did bring back the jacket this year, but you know, when a guy wears a three quarter zip. 80% of the time, and he's still best dressed. I, I assume it has to do with the shoes, not so much the outfit. But uh, your boy Jerry Stackhouse uh, was number one. I know how much you love him. Well, I mean, well-deserved. He tries hard, you know. and Three-piece uh, suits for every game. You know, you know, I also think that he's become, um, at least in the last year, he was a little bit of a better – he had a better season there. And, uh, you know, some of the distractions that he may have created in years past – for Vanderbilt weren't really apparent last season, but uh, I find it interesting that Penny Hardaway is on this list. Not yeah. a guy that wears a suit. He he used to wear a suit just like everybody else, but yeah, yeah he he kind of he's up there. Uh, Rick Pitino was two. Mike Woodson was three. Those guys always wear suits. Penny Hardaway four, and Kyle Neptune uh, was he does five, wear but... he does wear a suit, I believe. So so yeah, I, yeah, but I I assume that Brad made this list because of the sweet sneakers that he wears once in a while. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I do also think that if you're not going to wear a suit, you have to wear a pretty sick pullover. I think the pullover plays more than the uh, quarter zip in college basketball. Yeah. And Penny Hardaway does do that. Underwood did that a lot. 
Um, and Rick Patino, obviously, we don't know what kind of business he's in outside of basketball, so he's always uh, dressed sharp. Yeah, yeah, he's got other other plans after the games. So Italian restaurants and such. Uh, yeah. yeah, so you know, we're kind of in the the the, the dog days of the off season if we're leading with this. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I just wanted to put something else. So you you wrote down two things, so you know, I thought we'd give well, give you know, a little bit more than just. Hey, they played in Spain and they can't shoot. So, I, you know, I suppose, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, August is, I don't know, is, I feel like July might be the worst month for college basketball when there's really nothing going on. That's but true. I guess the portal has extended that a little bit. In August, you do have like the exhibition stuff, I guess, to talk about. So maybe September is the dead month. That- I don't know. That's probably closer because, well, he's got to think that kids for class of 24 are starting to make, you know, their top six, top five, top 10. So there's a little something out there, but, you know, not not a whole lot. Uh, practice, uh, open practice for the media was uh, last week before the Spain trip. So we got to see some video from some of the media guys. Uh, Ethan didn't get us an invite like usual because we're apparently not media guys, but uh, – it seemed like a lot of them were impressed with DGL, which I know you've been high on DGL this whole time. So uh, I thought it was interesting that Illinois put out a video of DGL locking down Ty Rogers and making him turn the ball over. And of course, Illinois, can, are we calling it Twitter? I don't even know if I can I call it Twitter. Well, yeah, please do. If you don't, I quit. All right. I, I didn't want to get sued by Elon. So, um, but I thought it was really cool that DGL took to Twitter to say that Ty was the most improved player. Um, and he said that he hated the unnecessary hate and iron sharpens iron uh, wow. from a freshman standpoint. That's pretty good, especially, you know, what, especially after he fouled them a billion times. I mean, Jesus In one play. So ridiculous. See, so. I was about to drop an absolute F bomb there, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Warner said that uh, Illinois is one of the deepest front courts that they've had in a long time. Um, and he said that it really showed with the increased length, physicality, and athleticism. So thoughts on that? I, I'm i trying to think. You look like you that. have a thought on it. but you're... Well, the length increase, I guess. I mean, yeah. Danger and Hawkins are back. I mean, Gary is not enormous, but enough to probably be a backup five if you really need it. And Hansberry kind of a four, but uh, I would say the athleticism part I'm sure is noticeable and I'm sure the physicality as well. It seems like the numbers that we saw from Dane in the first game in Spain would say that watch out pretty uh, good, but you know, you just got to give it time. I think when we see the exhibition games before the season, we'll see more sloppiness. Yeah. And uh, that's just what this team, uh, you know, might be. Yeah. I, who cares though? <laughs> right. Um, uh, Barons from WCIA uh, had a little thing from Underwood that said Underwood saying, "Quote: We've added added shooting, so I'm not sure it can be much worse than it was last year. We'll pray that it's better." And then Illinois went to Spain, and uh, you know all that praying doesn't make you shoot better. So right. Uh, away from that. I think. To get back to Underwood's quote, the uh, the lack of shooting numbers last season with how bad they were 
I think Matthew Meyer may have saved Illinois from being like maybe the worst three-point shooting team of all time. I know that he trailed off towards the end and his percentage was worse than it should have been because of the last like four games, but they really didn't have anybody last season to do it because Goody was not there the whole year. Shannon had games where he was great, i.e. the UCLA game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, though, very streaky shooter, which is exactly what his reputation was. This year, I think you are adding a little bit more uh, consistency, and Damask is not playing, so I think that could Correct. that could be a, a part of this. Plus, Goody, another year, he'll actually have full prep going into the season this year. I know he got hurt while preparing for last season with the scrimmage. I think he got hurt in the Kansas a Kansas thing. scrimmage, yeah. Yeah, so you got that. I think yeah, Harmon, Goody seeing full speed basketball, I think, is going to help him kind of settle into himself. So you replace you replace certain guys. Uh, Jade Neps didn't have a great shooting year. You replace him with like a with Harmon. I think Harmon's going to give you numbers around the same, if not better. I don't know how many he'll shoot, but that's a factor. I think if DGL continues to impress like this, he's going to get playing time in a significant way, and I'm sure you would think that he'd be close or better to Epps or Clark's numbers from three. But who knows? Maybe he wouldn't be. But you know, I don't think we can really judge this team when it comes to shooting until the season starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what, you know, people are like, don't freak out, but it, it is funny. I will say that it is. Yeah. It just kind of, just kind of, you, you saw the box score from the Madrid all-star game. Um, there's 84, 73 win. Uh, they play four quarters in this, uh, but yeah, Illinois three of 25 from three Terrence Shan jr. And Hawkins went over 10, Sincere went uh, one for five, and Goody went two for six. So I think Garrier missed one, and Harmon might have missed one to round up out everything. Uh, what really struck me was Sincere Harris shot the most shots on the team. Uh, he was six of fourteen from the field. So uh, you know, and it, you know, AJ Red started this game. I, Underwood said that, you know, he's going to play all the guys. They're all going to get playing time. Um, the the minutes breakdown was both the freshmen got 11 minutes between Hansberry and DGL. Morietti had 14 minutes, and the rest were somewhere between 16 and 20. So, uh, you know, just kind of spreading out, letting everybody get the feel of everything. Uh, you know, I, I think the – more than three is the free throw shooting because I mean, free throws are free throws, right? I mean, you're standing at the line, you're shooting free throws. Illinois goes 17 of 31 from the free throw <laughs> line. Dane danger goes two of six and Ty goes one of five, which were kind of the big ones. Uh, a lot of guys went one for two. Uh, I don't remember the rest because I didn't really write everybody down, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was only shooting. Are you, yeah, you're apparently not worried about this. Nope. Everybody says, don't be worried about this. The European teams <clears throat> play defense. So, you know, they, they're there to play too. It's not like Illinois, you know, going through it by themselves out there just yeah. playing against nobody. But my thing is like the, like when they showed like some of the video from it, the first guy they stole the ball from looked like it was you out there playing basketball. So, well, I wouldn't lose how all star are these all stars? <laughs> more of a catch and shoot guy. I don't dribble very much, but I could dribble, I suppose. Um, uh, uh, jet lag, shooting woes, waiting to see game two. That's what M. Brotz thinks. Yeah. Uh, game two's tomorrow, I believe. 
Yeah, 12 o'clock central, which so. what what the hell do the Illini Twitter keeps advertising this as if we're able to watch it, which we're not, which is stupid. <laughs> Right. What is the point in going all the way to Spain without, you know, giving your fans a look? I don't competitive BS, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I think they said there were like 125 people at this game. Kentucky, um, Kentucky played on TV. Did yeah. Um, Kansas lost the other day to somebody, didn't they? They lost the to uh, team. they lost to the Bahamas team, which had three NBA players on it. Oh, fair enough then. And they lost by like six, which is actually pretty impressive. Especially so, with how many new pieces they have. But anyway, yeah, Illinois, uh, you know, we'll be fine. That's all yeah. relax. Yeah, so shooting, not great. How about this? 21 turnovers. How do you feel it's about not that? not surprising. I mean, <laughs> you got to think about how many, uh, you know, new pieces you're trying to fit in, maybe different things you're trying to do in uh, in the early, not the early, but the, uh, I, they haven't been playing that long. They haven't been back in the gym for that long. Yeah, because these guys don't practice when they're not. They don't practice. The gym, sure. They don't practice fully together <laughs> in a game uh, environment. Yeah, twenty-one turnovers, ten assists. Uh, Terrence Shan Jr. had five of the turnovers. I mean, that's uh, just, yeah, that's what it is. There's only two guys without any turnovers, and that was Harmon and Goody. So, Harmon, point guard, maybe? No, probably not. Um, Terrence Shannon led the team with four assists. Uh, Morietti and Rogers both had two. DGL and Gary A both had one. So. Seems like there's a certain section of the fan base that maybe you're a part of that is, <laughs> you know, really taking I'm a not, lot away from this. I'm not taking a lot away from it, but it's, I think that it's funny that it's literally, it looks like the team from last year. That's what I think. Well, you, it might not, I mean, from a box score perspective, maybe, but maybe on the floor, it doesn't look the same. That's true. You know, it is the same coach, and uh, a, there are a lot of players back, although, you know, there are a lot of new players in the mix. But uh, Tim Anderson actually coached this game, so maybe that was the problem. Well, you know, part of the staff for a while it counts. <laughs> a, a, a different assistance coach in every game. So uh, that's good. Jeff Alexander game. You looking forward to that one? I think they might score 100 points, <laughs> given like the hear. brilliance, you know? Yeah. And Moretti um, might have 30 and 20. Okay. You think Moretti plays like 40 minutes that game? Just At so least. Jeff Alexander can say that's my guy. He might play he might play like two minutes after they're done, just to add to the minutes. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, you already talked about Domask. He is out with a hamstring issue. Uh, Underwood said he's had a lot of injury issues this offseason. So hopefully he can get healthy. Uh again, Illinois could use some of his shooting. And uh, we'll see what happens with him. Uh, if it if it gets worse, gets better. Uh, don't know when we'll know. You know how how bad it is, but I'm sure they're keeping that close to their chest. Um, but yeah, so they play tomorrow against Valencia at 12 noon, our time. I think it's like seven o'clock there. Yep, and of course we can't watch it. But glad the uh, Illini Twitter admin keeps. Uh... Throwing it out, it out there, there that they're playing. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the three two-second clips of the game. So, yeah, don't look much into it. Um, I Those numbers are, are not great, but uh, it's early, and they're in Spain. And like Imbrat said, I had to fly to Spain. Hadn't they been there for a few days before they played, though? Still doesn't matter. Hmm. That's, a, that's a big time change. Yeah. I get jet lag going two hours behind. 
That's a you problem. That's true. I'm built undifferent. So well, you'd actually still be different. It would just be different in a bad way. <laughs> uh, all right. The Big Ten continues to evolve. And as we've known for a while, UCLA and USC are on the way next season. And uh, it, it seemed at one moment the Big Ten was going to further expand. It seemed at another moment that the Pac-12 was going to survive. And now it's not. Uh, the Pac-12, as we knew it, as it existed, is essentially dead. Uh, so the Big Ten is adding Oregon and Washington to the mix, getting it up to 18. I would be surprised at this point if they don't get to 20 eventually. I think that they want Notre Dame. I don't know who the 20th would be. Um, you maybe think Notre Dame would do that? Not football, just basketball? You know, probably – I. I don't think they would do it for football, like you said, but maybe for basketball. I don't know. Notre Dame is just a bunch of losers, uh, scared pansies. I hope their football team fails every year. Um, but I don't know. Maybe Florida State. I know Florida State's got that Saudi money coming in or something, so who knows what they do. But uh, the 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 big takeaway here is that geography is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Except for the Big East, pretty much, which still the Big East has DePaul. So, yeah. Are you, so, are, how, what are they going to do about basketball when they have 18 teams or 20 teams? Like, you think the Big Ten's going to become a divisions? 13 bid lead league? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they would have a couple divisions. I would think you have to. Uh, I don't see how you don't. I mean, I think whether it's nine and nine or 10 and 10, they're going to do it, right? I mean, how could you not? Yeah, I guess. And then you just play – do you play everybody twice in your division or do you have some off games against the other division? I think that if you're going to do – I guess they'd still be doing 20 games that you do eight games. So if it's nine and nine, you play the other eight teams in your division twice and then you play four games against four teams in the other division. And if it's 10 and 10, it would be nine twice and then two or something. I don't know. My God, college sports, it's, it's tough. It really <laughs> is. Uh, so pretty much you look at the Pac-12 now. Um, let me see if I can pull this up. So you pretty much have, what, four teams left in the Pac-12 now with uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, and Stanford because – you have UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington to the Big Ten. You have Arizona, Arizona State, Utah to the Big 12, and Colorado. So that's four and four. That's eight. So now there's four teams left in the Pac-12. From a basketball and football perspective, I would think that maybe the Mountain West is a place where these teams could go. Uh, but obviously it can't be the way that it is now. And from a college basketball perspective, you have the Big 12 only improving because – Arizona is a great basketball program. Arizona State's a pretty good program. Utah and Colorado are not, you know, bottom feeder programs like Cal has been in the uh, in Oregon State the last couple of years in the Pac-12. For the Big Ten, Oregon, you would think, is going to figure it out and become good again. Washington has been, like, supposed to be good, but not that good for years. UCLA's a great program. USC's a good program. So I think the Big Ten and Big 12 vastly improve in basketball with this. And uh, it's not the worst thing in the world, 
although it's weird. It's not great, though. I don't right? like it at all. I wish the Big Ten <laughs> was like 10 to 12 teams, but uh, it'll make things more interesting, I suppose. What are you going to do when Illinois plays Oregon? Well, in football, you know, <laughs> I'd have to root for Oregon. And if when Oregon goes to Champaign, I will be there uh, with a, an Oregon shirt on. So, For, for football, football games. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Why would I do that in basketball? Come on. I, I mean, I'm an Altman guy more than an Oregon guy for basketball, but I have an Oregon cup right in front of me. <laughs> I want to celebrate the announcement, but uh, you know, hey, it's weird. I don't know. More money, money involved, obviously. So it's a business, right? Yeah. Making I think billions. Football, football is much more effective than basketball in this because basketball still has the Big East. We need to cherish the Big East, folks. Rutgers should be back in the Big East. That's a, you know, Rutgers having to go to UCLA on a Wednesday night. I mean, come on. That is, how far is a flight from New Jersey to LAX? That's got to be awful. And I don't know. If Talk about jet lag. Fly into LAX, but uh, let's see. New Jersey to Los Angeles flight. I mean, we're talking about a nonstop flight that's almost six hours in the same country. It's not bad. It isn't that bad, but still, it's not what you want when you're playing a conference game. It's true. Especially when you should just still be in the Big East. Like, why the hell is Rutgers not in the Big East? It's a New Jersey school. That's when this all started to go to hell is when the Big Ten got Rutgers in Maryland. (laughs) <laughs> Those are Big East schools through and through, and it's an absolute joke that they're in the Big Ten. And Northwestern, too. Northwestern is a shithole. I hope that program burns to the ground, and I hope that we get to witness it. Losers. Northwestern to the Ohio Valley Conference? Oh, please. <laughs> they deserve, like, Division Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a lot of changes coming. Uh are, so they're all coming in 2024. I haven't kept up on this very much, yep, but yep. everybody's coming now. So there was like a good window there. It was like, okay, the Pac-12 might survive another four or five years. And then like an hour later, Oregon and Washington are gone. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, going to the Big 12. Pac-12 is down to four schools, and two of which are just terrible programs at this point. I mean, Cal is kind of on the rise a little bit with Mark Madsen in there. But Oregon State's been terrible for a couple of years, at least from a basketball perspective. Those four schools, Stanford hasn't been good in football for a while. Cal hasn't been good in football for a while. Washington State's pretty good. Oregon State's pretty good. I don't know what's going to happen to those schools. I would think the Mountain West is where they go. But then it's like the Mountain West isn't really the uh, – it's not a Power 5 football conference. So they're in a tough spot. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe you just have a four-team Pac-12 and you, you have some fun <laughs> in football, at least. Would you call it the Pac-4 then? They actually need to get two more teams called the six-pack. Uh, so Gonzaga is a team that could go to the Big East eventually. That's something to think about. <laughs> what? Gonzaga is going to be in the Big East or Big 12 at some point in the next decade. I guarantee it. That sounds terrible. I don't know about the – I think they were talking to the Big 12. Could they and the Big still East. call it the Big East? I mean, they have DePaul. Is DePaul East at all? I mean, I, I mean, it's more East than, yeah, than but, West Coast. Yeah. 
the Big Ten, the Big Ten is supposed to be built on, uh, you know, Midwest, uh, That's right. Central America, and uh, now we have what a school from Oregon, which is way up there, and then two schools from California, and a school from Washington, which is way up there, a Pennsylvania school, a New Jersey school. Uh, I mean, Nebraska, Nebraska is, you know, fine, whatever, but they, you know, who cares? This all started with Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. This is where this all started. And uh, college sports as we knew it or know it, better enjoy this year because this is pretty much – it's not even – the conference alignment now is not even that great, but it's about to just get so much worse. And – you know, I think the dream of Kansas coming to the Big Ten is probably dead. Maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like Kansas. Who knows, actually? I mean, I don't think anybody, any dream, like Michigan and Ohio State could be in the SEC in like three years, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but if you're an Illinois football fan, you got to be annoyed at this because just as the program gets back on the rise, you now have uh, the conference getting seriously really harder football in football. Schools, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, all four of the Pac-12 schools coming to the Big Ten are good in football. Yeah. Like, Oregon is, you know, they've been really good for a long time. USC's been back on the rise, although they always find a way to choke in the end. These days, UCLA's got Chip Kelly, so they'll be in the mix, and Washington's been a pretty consistent program for several years. So, it's a, it's a, it's, this all sucks, to be honest. Um. I don't know. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I get the sense that our audience doesn't care about any of this, but probably not. I care a little bit because it's going to make things a lot more complicated to keep up with. Because, I mean, the NCAA, if they expand the tournament, I might be done with college basketball. I got to be honest. Uh, I don't think I can handle that. If they expand the tournament, announcing your retirement? If they expand the tournament, basketball, this. If they expand the tournament to like 90 teams, I'm done. I'm out. 100% out. So keep that in mind, folks. 96-team tournament, I'm out. But it makes me think they might do this with all this conference realignment. It's a little bit of a scary thing. I mean, the Big Ten is going to become a 13-bid league. The the Big 12, I guess the Pac-12 being dead, it's not like the number of schools is changing. It's just the way we view the Big – like a Big Ten team that goes 7-13 and Might have a better chance to get in the tournament now. Unless I'm just thinking of it that way and it's not true. I don't know. I mean, close enough, right? feels like it would be that way. Yeah, you'd think that because if, they would have to let more teams in because more Pac-12's, teams from a certain conference, the yeah. Big 12 and the Big 10, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Anyway, uh, we, we can move on. Yeah, so uh, you guys wanted us to do some 2024 class updates. Um so I found uh, four guys that Illinois made their uh, top ten or better. Um, here you go. Uh, Mikey Lewis, Illinois made his top six. He's a four-star guard. Um, he had an interview with Jamie Shaw where he said, quote, my relationship is really good with Coach Chester Frazier. He has become really close with me and my family. They have a tradition of winning there, and they give guards freedom to play like I like to play. I want to be part of something like that. Don't love uh, 
247 High School Hoop said, uh, Lewis is an athletic guard who can score from all levels, a high IQ defender who makes the right plays on both ends. Do you like that? I like that. Um, also in his top six, LSU, St. Mary's, Ole Miss, Kansas, and San Diego State. Uh, Illinois' chance of landing this guy, I have no idea. Um, next guy, Illini <laughs> makes the – Top eight for Jaden Glover, who is a four-star. You know, you know. By the way, uh, I did want to shout out uh, Jamie Shaw for tagging us in the Mikey Lewis quote post. Maybe thinking that we're some sort of reputable Illini source, which I'll let the audience decide that. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to be tagged in that. You know, nice for people to think of us. You know, I think part of the reason that he did that is probably because of our logo. Our logo looks a little bit more official, I think. I think we look more like an Illini brand of some kind. And I think our – I mean, the words are on the logo, but I think our stated intention of what this podcast is and has been for the last four years is uh, is what it is now. I think it's a lot more noticeable with the logo and the, the font that we use and all that stuff than, uh, you know. I'm not saying I think that he tagged us because of the logo, but we do have – if you're not following the Twitter, uh, you should probably follow it. But who knows why he thought to uh, to tag us in that post, but he did. So there you go. What happened? Uh, Jamie Shaw tagged us in that Mikey Lewis post. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So. We're big time. I, I said I don't know if it's because he thinks we're some sort of reputable source for the Illini, which we aren't, unless the audience wants to decide that. But he, he tagged us, so whatever. <laughs> um yeah so uh Jaden Glover Illinois makes uh his top eight four-star small forward uh number 57 according to on three's industry rankings on three actually has him as the number 39 player um in class of 24 the other seven are St. John Seton Hall Creighton Villanova Providence Ohio State and St. Joseph's I think uh he plans to visit Illinois in September um, he said of Illinois, quote, they have had recent players who were in the draft combine, and I really like their play style, heavy scoring guard usage. I don't know why they got him as a small forward. He's talking about being a guard, but I guess he's a wing. So um, Illinois made Jared Harris's top 10. He's a four-star combo guard. Um, the other schools are Kansas, Alabama, Colorado, Arkansas, LSU, Memphis, DePaul, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State. Uh, I just put this on here right before we started because I was running late, so I really have nothing on this guy. And then the other guy is Jace Butler. Illinois made his top six. He's a three-star combo guard. He tweeted out that Illinois made his top six. Apparently, Illinois hasn't offered him yet, uh, so I don't know. Why Illinois made his top six? He must just want to come here. Uh, he Chester Fla- Frazier does follow him on Twitter, and I tried to relook up the uh, the tweet, and it's gone. So I don't know what <laughs> happened there. But uh, yeah, so uh, be on the lookout for Mikey Lewis, Jaden Glover, Jared Harris, and Jace Butler. Those are the updates we got for you. So none of those guys are going to come here, but you know, I bet Illinois gets one of them. Probably Mikey Lewis. Jace Butler. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, yeah, I also wrote non-conference updates, which I don't really think there are any except for a couple dates. Okay. Somehow we don't have a non-conference schedule yet. People must be afraid. 
I don't know what's going on. What is up with that? I don't know, but so I guess we have the uh, the multi-team event, I guess, which is that even – has that ever been made official? I haven't seen anything on it. So, you know, whatever. There they you did, go. They did announce the FAU game, right? Yeah, the FAU game is going to be uh, on December 5th in the Jimmy V Classic, Madison Square Garden, and the uh, – the same week that they play Tennessee, so they got both of those teams in the same week. So that'll be that'll be a good challenge, similar to the uh, even though the Texas UCLA thing last year was a little bit more separated. This is uh, close together. They also have Missouri, obviously. They have uh, Fairleigh Dickinson. They have Colgate. Uh, there's another one that I'm forgetting. Marquette in the Gavit games, I believe. So yeah, non-conference schedule structure looks a little bit similar to last season, except I think even their uh, mid-major opponents are more difficult because Fairleigh Dickens is probably not going to be that good, let's be honest, but Colgate is always a pretty good program. That's a little bit more uh, indicative of a harder opponent than – which why did I even use that word? Uh, it's a harder opponent than Alabama A&M, even though mm-hmm. don't tell that to them because didn't they go on like a 21-3 to run against Illinois or something? So, you know. true. Uh, but yeah, somehow don't still have a full schedule. I mean, the season, I know it's not for three months, but guys, everybody else is releasing them. Let's, uh, let's get it together here, Brad. It's got to finalize that, uh, MTE, I guess. Which what's the point? I mean, just who cares? We don't need that. Yeah. Nothing beats the MTE against Chicago state, Ohio. And, uh, whatever that third team was, I don't even know who it was. Western Illinois. No. I think it was on there. Well, I was talking about the 2020. Oh, the 2020. Yeah. Who's that third team? I got to figure this out or I will lose the mind. Ethan Stallball coming in. Guys. North Carolina A&T. <laughs> Their point differential in that MTE was, uh, oh, God, this math's going to be hard. 62. Could I do 20 minutes on this. Sixty two fifty sixty two fifty nine. 62 plus 59 122 123 was their point differential in those three games because they beat Ohio by two so that's so useless for this but there you go if if people forgot about that uh, we can take your comments if you have them before we go. Yeah, you guys got any questions or uh, concerns about Ethan? Probably they do, but uh, I will say this. We'll probably be back in the next 25 days because I think we can recap the Spain trip after they play. What do they play? Two more games there? I believe so. And then we can hopefully have a non-conference schedule by then. Uh, and... I don't know what else would be there, but something else would probably be there. Yeah, we could find some stuff like, uh, you know, top 10 best hairdos in college basketball or something. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that that probably wouldn't (laughs) land. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I had another thought come to the mind, but that just, it slipped away. Oh, yeah. Uh, The conversation on Twitter about Illini football. And me tweeting about Illini football. Your thoughts? What did you say on Illini football? 
I don't even know what I said. I think I said, does it make their schedule for 2024 harder or easier because they got to redo the schedule and their schedule for 2024 a couple months ago was already really hard. They were supposed to play Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state and USC. And then you said that this is a basketball podcast or something. Cause it is. I mean, yeah, but here, I got something that's no, nobody, nobody cares about uh, I got some. football. Brandon, like Brandon Paul tweeted uh, X the other day. He said, I'm saying, when are we doing an alumni basketball scrimmage? What players would you like to see suit up for the orange and blue again? What would be your players to come back to an alumni basketball scrimmage? Alumni game. Speaking of, how come they got out of the TBT? Because nobody cares about that? I don't know. I think Mike Latulip was the reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't stand that kind of stuff. I mean, it's so stupid. You don't like watching old guys play basketball? Not at all. They should they let me play. Make it to the league. Some of them did. Uh, trying to think of the most obscure list possible. Okay. I'm gonna go with some players that. First up, I'm gonna go Bill Cole. <laughs> Put him at the four. Lock him in. Uh, we're gonna go LeBron Black at the five. Our our backcourt is going to be Kendrick Nunn, Ravante Rice, and then we're just going to toss. Uh, ooh, we're going to put Mister Mister uh, Mister Luther Head at the three. Get an actual good player in there. Okay, I mean, Rice and Nunn were fine, but you know, right. really no point guard on that squad. I guess Kendrick Nunn will be running the point. Honestly, if I really had to choose, I would just go with the entire starting lineup from 05. You think those guys can still ball like they used to? If they can't, then what are we doing? <laughs> Do you think those guys versus like a team of guys in the last five years would beat the te- the the younger guys? No. You don't? Darren Williams has been out of the NBA for several years. Who knows where Luther Ed is right now? Uh, D Brown's been coaching and not responding to my DMs. And then, uh, you know, the other <laughs> fellows, who knows? I've been watching Suits, and uh, they actually dropped Darren Williams' name. Well, I hate to tell you about Suits, but that show stinks. <laughs> I've enjoyed it, so... It's all arguing. I hate it. It's so stupid. There's no complexity, (laughs) creativity. Well, they don't really – their behavior in a lot of the scenes is unbecoming of a lawyer, in my opinion. You know a lot of lawyers. You really think all lawyers act like that? I mean, come on. That shows Maybe maybe in New York. Maybe not in central Illinois. Lawyers are – I, I was basically in the context of a big city lawyer. <laughs> oh, were you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I am very familiar with their conduct, but let's be honest. I mean, out of all the shows that have gotten Netflix revivals in terms of people start watching them because they're on Netflix, this is the absolute worst one. So, What was the best one? Uh, I, I think we should count The Office towards that because The Office did get a huge uh, – like The Office is more famous now than it was when it was on. True. So, Yeah. There's a lot of shows like that, and The Office is obviously, I mean, 
suit's just not it's just not you know it's, well, not, it's not the it's office not good. that's for sure the 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 ugly dude who's the main character and i'm not one to speak on that i mean i'm ugly as well but <laughs> this guy just looks he looks weird i mean he looks like he looks a like little, a, a turtle or something a chipmunk or something yeah mm-hmm. but he just he yells at all times it's enough with that guy he argues he about everything it's just it's too much it's not even good acting honestly i think i could play that role so if they're looking to reboot suits <laughs> Get, get wore a suit in your life? I don't think I would need to have like, experience like wearing kinder, a suit. Kindergarten graduation or something? Probably not even then, but um, <laughs> I don't think I need experience wearing a suit to be in that show. You just put the suit on and yell about things <laughs> and argue That's about true. things and have a weird face. That's true. And you got you, you definitely got all those. Got all the features there, so toss me in. Yeah. Of course, I'd like to be making Ted Danson money, so you know what to speak with my people about that. That was a Seinfeld reference for everybody. Uh, all right, it looks like nobody has any interesting commenting here. So <laughs> no, I mean, we uh, we, we gave tried to get it to forty-five minutes. So um, I mean, I yeah, could still do that if I really wanted to. Yeah, no, I think we're good. Forty minutes was good. Uh, Somebody save us for the comment. <laughs> uh, do what you guys do: like, comment, subscribe. Uh, sound like Mr. Beast or something. So. Isn't he getting sued? Yeah, hundred mil. Well, I'm broke. Speaking so. of money, uh, we should probably set up the whole thing on 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 Twitter so on we X, can get yeah. uh, ad revenue from our podcast yeah, account. We could make seven dollars a month or something. I have a feeling with some of the numbers I've been seeing, we could make like thirty bucks. Ooh. So watch back. What are you talking about. So. Maybe the comment section is broke because I feel like somebody would have commented by now. But whatever. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about this? Uh, do you want to talk about golf league? Uh, sure. Well, you want to talk about how I went on a golf trip and choked sure. first place? Sure. No, no doubt. Bring back Adam Metzger to manage the alumni game. I bet he'd do it. I bet. He'd I heard that you shot like a ninety-one. I mean Adam Metzger, sorry. A ninety-one. Yeah, it was um, it was about as big as choke as you could get. Uh, was leading the whole way. Uh, went out on s- Sunday, and I had the shakes. I don't know if it was nerves or no. Broadway. I think Broadway was the main problem. But right, but let's 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 get a couple questions in here. Um, what color shirt did you wear on Sunday? Uh, I wore a grayish, mm. like two tone gray with a. Yeah, that's a problem pink line through it so you could have worn uh, like some semblance of red i just think that's a different feeling color on that day i did make a 90 footer for birdie on the scramble day though so well that's that's a deflection of the conversation we were having but uh you know uh i will say anytime that i've ever been should have been done yeah most of the times when i'm in a situation in golf where i am under pressure of some kind it's either going to be really good or really bad i think uh, i.e. the putt that you you uh, ma- that I made the couple weeks ago, you know, which you're familiar with, but um, and then there's a couple other situations where the shanks come into play. You know, it just is what yeah, it is. I had I, you know, I just don't know what had. Like I was striking the ball so good, I'm like, man, why did I just order new golf clubs? And then on Sunday, all I was saying was, man, I can't wait for those new golf clubs to come because it's it's never the player. It's always the equipment. Uh, squared, circled, square says two words, national championship. This is Illinois' year. Thoughts on that? 
this might be their last chance to get a top five seed in the tournament. Because the harder the Big Ten gets, who knows? That's true. That's true. So, so when it, they inevitably split into to two divisions, like, is it going to mean anything for winning the Big Ten regular season title? Um, Do you think the tournament's worth more at that point? That could become the case, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it'll ever really shift. But what would the two divisions look like hypothetically with eighteen teams? So obviously you have four West Coast teams. USC, UCLA. I'm gonna write this down. And I'm gonna. Uh, there's probably about 20 people that aren't gonna listen to this because they shut it off once we start talking about suits. So well, that's a good thing. <laughs> we don't. We don't expect people to listen to us in August. That's true. Okay, uh, so you got these four schools here. Yep. Then you got to put like Minnesota, Nebraska, over there, right? Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's pretty far up there. Yeah. How many so, is that? Hold on. That's seven, I think, right? I think Illinois gets forced into the West Coast. I think they put Northwestern in there before they put Illinois ah, in there. true, Northwestern. Uh, uh, make Adam's sure we're not getting for the Illini. One of the greatest managers of all time, Adam Metzger, is here. Uh, so let's go now to the other side. Let's just say Illinois is in there, then Ohio State, then Michigan, then Michigan State, uh, Penn State, Rutgers. Who am I forgetting? Maryland, Maryland, Michigan. They already Michigan got all State, in. Purdue, Indiana. Indiana. Iowa yeah. would have to go over there. Did you say yeah. Iowa? Iowa would be the one. And then uh, one, two, Purdue. Three, four, five, six, two, seven, three, eight, four, nine. five, yeah. six, seven, eight. I got, I'm missing one on the right. I, you might have said one that I forgot. To, oh, yeah, Indiana. So pretty much it'd be laid out how I would do it. If you're 9-9, nine and nine, it would be you'd have a West division, which would be USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, Minnesota, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Iowa. Then you'd have an East division, which would be – wait. Is Nor- <clears throat> Northwestern is more East than Illinois. Is that That's what, what I was going to say. Yeah, it is. But Northwestern stinks, so we're going to put them there. For the that would be awful this. if Illinois got hooked into that. What? Well, uh, what if they did it? Can they do it across? What if they did three different divisions? I mean, I, I think guess that's something that possible. they're they're going to do that in football. I think. Uh, but Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Rutgers, Maryland, Purdue, Indiana, whatever. Uh, Makai likes the intro. Thank you, Ethan. Made that all by himself. So uh, if you guys are on Fiverr or something and you need an intro made. Uh, Ethan will charge $700 like those guys try to do. No, that's more accurate, yes. <laughs> Adam said, saw on Twitter, the Oregon football team flying to Rutgers is only 30 minutes quicker by air than it would be for Boston College to fly to play in London. <laughs> yeah, but you're also flying into a two-hour oh, time difference yeah. instead of a, an eight-hour time difference, right? Uh, Three-hour. Three. Because you go Pacific to East, that's three to six. Then you go three to three to one. 
Uh huh. Three to twelve, because I think Oregon would be nine hours difference with London. It's still crazy. I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we got a real chance to get this to fifty here. No, uh, no the, shot. The, the, We're the in comment, now. We're done. The comment section woke up. Um, <laughs> shout out to them. Here is the. Is, uh, if anybody time. didn't hear my rundown, you can just look at the screen here. There you go. Circled Square is really excited. This is signed at the bottom uh, of the case. Illinois football starts in three weeks. What are your uh, predictions for Illinois football since, you know, we're a basketball podcast and we should talk about them? Well, since we might not be back, and we'll probably be back before they actually start, but let's just look at the schedule real quick, and I'll give you a real quick rundown <laughs> I okay. believe they play Toledo week one, yes? That sounds correct, yes. Um, now, let's see here. I'm guessing eight and four. Isn't that what they were last year? Yeah, they should have been better than that last year, though, with the way the season was going. Uh, Toledo week one, that's September 2nd. We'll probably be back for them, but no promises, obviously. Uh, that is going to be a resounding victory. They'll beat Kansas. That's two and zero. Lost to Penn State, two and one. Went over Florida Atlantic, three and one. Lost to Purdue, three and two. Beat Nebraska, four and two. Uh, beat Maryland, five and two. Beat Wisconsin, six and two. Not a fingers. Uh, lose to Minnesota, six and three. Beat Indiana, seven and four, six and. Oh, I lost my number. Uh, yeah, eight looks right. I mean, they would have to they have to they would have to win a game that you might not expect them to win, whether it's at Purdue, at Maryland, at Iowa, at Minnesota, one of those four. Wisconsin's at Illinois or yeah. is Iowa at Illinois. Iowa's a road game. Okay. But uh I, I do think another beatdown of Northwestern at the end of the season is in order. That'll be good. Mm. So yeah, eight and four sounds good. Um yeah, thanks everybody for coming out like usual. We got it to 50 minutes. A little bit of suits talk got us going. So uh, a little bit of me sucking at golf got us going also. But uh, Yeah, it doesn't change the fact that the show sucks. And uh, I don't think you suck at golf, so I, I won't say that. Definitely. I mean, I shot one over on the same course two days earlier. Exactly. So golf just, is a was, humbling sport, folks. It was like it was like it you was had the league. You, you had the league going into Sunday, and you couldn't hold it. Just needed a top six finish. Couldn't I, I finished uh, tied for second to last. I think. Just like just like the front nine of the members championship last year, I had a pretty good hold on it, and I blew it. So there that's you go. true. That's true. You know how you know what it's like to choke. Quite often on the golf course, no <laughs> doubt. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us. So we'll be back for episode one sixty eight. You know, sometime soon, right? Yeah, I'd say within the next three weeks. All right. uh, We'll see everybody then. Later.